Remember us? This is the Spoons Podcast, the podcast that owes all four of you an explanation. And you'll get one. But due to the opening structure we've imposed on ourselves, roll the theme tune! This is episode 46, and it's been a long time since episode 45, and I don't want to throw him under the bus, but it is basically all George's fault. He is off being a grown-up adult, whereas I am a uh, failing man-child and have no responsibilities, so I'm free every Monday to record, but unfortunately for the past month or so, he hasn't been. And he won't be for the foreseeable future as well, while he gets all of his eggs and ducks in a row. So, it's not just going to be me talking for the next half an hour or so, and for the next coming months. I've decided to wheel out somebody else to replace him, a super sub. Now, I asked my brother if he wanted to do it, and he point-blank refused. So, please welcome third-choice co-host to the Spoons podcast. going to wheel out my mate Reg. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm fine. Welcome to Spoons podcast. Thank you. That's it's right. been uh, one of my greatest honours, I can think. Hopefully Mr and Mrs E will be finally proud of me. <laughs> well, I hope so. They deserve it. Um, do you, have you done much prep for the podcast uh, in you know, ahead of your debut? As the great Liam Gallagher said, I don't do scripted fun. Fair enough. Um, to be honest, I had a poo listening to Pitbull, so the benchmark is, is not really that high for you. And How thick is that? Listening to shite while having a shite. Exactly. And George famously never did any podcast prep. But one thing George did do was the um, coming up bit, which is what we would normally do now, and he isn't here. So in his absence, would you like to take up that mantle? Come on then, chuck me in the deep end. Right, off you go. Coming up on this week's Spoons. Are you like spandex that big? He still owes me a curry for that, actually. Hey, you going on there, Billy Bob? You ain't from around here. Spoons. Not bad. Not bad. You can obviously listen back to that review it I'm sure you'll develop as the podcast goes on in the next few weeks George's George's absence has caused us a bit of a problem um, obviously we've been off for a month but as you may remember if you can cast your mind back Alan Dedico off of Strictly Voice of the Balls did us some <laughs> drop-ins uh, some of them saying you're listening to Alex and George on the Spoons podcast now, for the next few months, or however long George is away, I, d- I don't really know what we're going to do. So, I kind of had a bit of a think, and obviously, Alan Dedicote does the introductions to the dancers on Strictly. So, I was like, has there been anyone on Strictly with your name, Reg? There hasn't. Mm-hmm. There hasn't. There's been someone with... Obviously, uh, if you haven't worked it out by now, Reg isn't your real name. There has been someone who did ha- does have your real name, so I don't know if you want to go with that. But this mm. is really a side issue. Be- 
because as you know on Spoons, we, we like to play games and muck about. And I was, fl- I was looking through all of the people who've been on Strictly Come Dancing, and there's been quite a few footballers. So, I want to play a game of football room dancing. <laughs> Come on down! So, it is going to follow the standard format that we use for all of our games. I'm going to say to you five footballers, you need to tell me whether they have been on Strictly or not. Mm, Just putting it out there, I'm going in completely blind, because I've never seen a single episode of this tribe. That's alright then. Um, But if you do get zero, then you are binned off, that is the rule. Permanently? Yep, permanently. Don't know what we'll do, but I'll think of something. This could be a bit quicker debut than Ali Dyer. <laughs> exactly. Who's, um, whose nephew are you, by the way? Dennis Burkamp's nephew or something? Um, well, considering uh, the family roots go back to Barnsley, I don't think there's any notable candidates. Probably the local milkman or something like that, going back to my local history. Had always heard you were the milkmans. Hmm. Hence why I'm good with the hands. <laughs> right, so, do you want anything if you get five out of five? Usually George tries to put a bit, to, a bit of incentive in for him. Okay. Would you, would you uh, like anything? I haven't thought of anything. I ain't got a prize. Well, and I'm not, think and it... I'm not ringing Alan Dedekert again. It's not happening. No, we can't have you put on the, uh, the, the list, so to speak. Yeah. I can't see it being a prize. Much like it, if I win, it'd be a forfeit for you. All right, curveball. Go on. What would you like? Well, you know where we're going here, don't you? Go on. If I win... Okay. Yeah. As in five out of five. That constitutes a win. Five? Yeah. It's all... It's Surely a three's a win. Nope. Five out of five. Uh, okay. Five out of five... Um... You have to officially sign up with a paid membership to Delia in order for her to send you her recipe every month. Yeah, all right. You're it's on. an online and mailing subscription. You can pay for. I want confirmation. And I want you to cook me something next time we meet, especially from Delia. That's very big, but go on then. This is your first show. It won't be the first time I've been told that now, would it? <laughs> That's very big. Oh, dear. Doubt that highly. Right, anyway. Has, we're going in big as well now, with England's record cap holder. Can you tell me who it is? George wouldn't know. Wayne Rooney? Peter Shilton. <sighs> Sorry, but, but, dude, that podcast pressure's got to me here. Clearly. Yeah. But can you compose yourself? Rewind, rewind, rewind. Can you... No, no. Oh, we don't do rewinds. Can you compose yourself and tell me whether Peter Shilton's been on Strictly or not? I'm going to go with yes. Correct. Series Bang. 8. What about Peter Beardsley? He's definitely... He's got a face for radio. He's definitely not been on TV. Final answer? He has not appeared on Strictly Come Dancing. Correct. What about arguably the greatest goalkeeper of the Premier League era? 
Schmeichel. Are we talking about British Strictly Come Dancing here? Because I know these things like to sell their soul to as many countries as possible. So I'm not going, I'm not, he may have appeared on Danish Strictly Come Dancing. However, I'm going to say no, he has not appeared on Britain's Strictly Come Dancing. <sighs> Sorry, Delia, but you ain't getting my money, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Series four. Oh, family show's gone out the window. <laughs> Series four. Peter Schmeichel on UK Strictly Come Dancing. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Look it up. We'll rattle through it then. Jamie Redknapp. Yeah. You saying yes? No, I don't reckon he has. Uh, Purely on the basis, I'm going to say he's probably exclusive to Sky channels only. And Strictly is not Sky. Correct. Well done. Um, And he hasn't. But his wife has. Well... Bang. And Definitely now look at would. Oh, yeah. it's Louise Redknapp. Well, she's on the market All now, isn't she? All-time favourite. All-time favourite. Mate, mate, you missed the trick there. Eternal favourite. Come on. Um, She's free. Anyway, free agent. Crack on. Sure, I won't be at the front of the queue, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. Um, Face for radio, etc. Um, and finally, John Barnes. Uh, do you make spandex that big? Um, so I'm going to say no. Uh, Reg, you've got to hold and give and do it at the right time. The right time of Series 5 of Strictly. Uh, really? Yep. So you got three three out of five. Which isn't bad. You are back next week. Thank you. That's all right. Uh, now, topically again, see, see how it flows. John Barnes. Mm-hmm. Obviously did the, the Anfield rap. Mm-hmm. Amongst other things. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been off air for a month, and you've come up with a new feature. Would you like to introduce it? Yeah, this is a bit of, we're going to call it Rap of the Week. Uh, but However, obviously, because we've been off for so long, we're going to do a wrap-up of the key or sporting things that have happened in the meantime. So just for this week, it's going to be a prolonged wrap-up. Exactly. Normally, we're going to say around 60 seconds... But I'm going to give you 90 this week because it has been quite a, a hefty absence. Now, are you, I believe you want a, a rap song underneath. See, it's a, it's a pun. You'll you'll get it when it when the edit's done. Yeah, indeed, indeed. What, what, Obviously, but, uh, growing up on the mean streets of Cambridge, uh, <laughs> me and the homies were obviously always stood on the corners down in a 40, and. Uh, Keeping yeah, an eye out to the 50. Exactly. So, what's your rap this week? Is it Rapper's Delight? Unfortunately not. It won't be Rapper's Delight. However, do not be disgruntled in any way. We're coming back with an absolute banger. Go on. It ain't nothing but a G thing. Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Right. Let's play it. Give us the rap of our absence. So, the wheeler dealer Harry Redknapp has been relieved of his June tees once again. Neymar still behaving like a bitch, dressing up like an idiot, and moaning about not being able to take penalties, almost to the extent that 1970s Brazilian icon Rivellino recently referred to him as a moron. Ben Stokes came out swinging. 
The serpents are still slithering around the Walker Stadium, which has seen Craig Snakespear relieved of his duties. Valentino Rossi has proved what a badass he really is. 19 days after breaking his leg, gets back on the saddle, goes for a ride. Colin Kaepernick taking the knee. That piece of shit Donald Trump still continues to ignore the real issues behind it. and says the knee taken in the NFL is disrespectful and unpatriotic. The Arsenal defence is still in their prepubescent state whilst waiting there for their cojones to finally drop. OJ has walked free. He's already active, spreading his juice. <laughs> the FA fluff up yet another serious topic in the in the Mark Sampson shitstorm. You'll like this one, pubes. Mick McCarthy has unearthed another gem. Tristan Nydam, what a player. Watch out for that in the future. Let's not hope he goes down the Teddy Bishop role. And finally, US broadcasters, Fox Sports, you mugs. You paid $400 million for the TV rights of the World Cup only for the United States of America to fall short. Enjoy those viewing figures, won't you? And that is the extended wrapper. That was very good. I feel like as it goes on, you are going to eventually start properly wrapping it. My days as MCing on the corner are finally over. Also, thank you for um, mentioning Valentino Rossi. Because, well, you know, you because, know, I'm not a fan of wheel sports normally, but I thought we have to appeal to both presenters. Not only that, he is famously number 46. This is episode 46. We always put a sports person up on the social media for our online presence to promote the episode. We can now actually say that we talked about Valentino Rossi in an episode where we'll use Valentino Rossi to promote. You kiss, might, kiss, bang, bang. You might have created a Spoons first there. Wouldn't be the first time I've popped a first, that's for sure. <laughs> Family show? I think Sorry, not. Father. Um, also, take the knee. I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Because it was the American Grand Prix in F1. I know mm-hmm. you're not a big F1 fan. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, did you see the driver intros? Uh... You want me to be honest? Yeah. No. Okay. So normally for an F1 race, the drivers will just get in the cars on the garage, they'll drive around to the grid, and then they'll get out and do whatever. However, America being America, and with the new media group that have bought the sport, they're trying to put on more of a show and Americanize it. So you must know who, I think, is it Michael Buffer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's get ready to rumble, the main event exactly. guy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, amazing thank god they did because he is an old guy they did check on him because as George always tells us it's important to check on old people he's still alive and well they wheeled him out mm-hmm. and they basically he gave all of the drivers an intro and then they all lined up for the national anthem and they did it in championship order of which Lewis Hamilton is top do we have to talk about him? Well, I think we should, because you mentioned taking a knee. And obviously Lewis Hamilton is a prominent black sports person. He's one of the most iconic and recognisable sports Mm. people in the world. Mm. He's been giving it the big un around the time of the NFL thing, kind of spreading the message on his online presence, on his Instagram, talking about the Mm -hmm. importance of it. So it inevitably led to him being asked the question, well, the US Grand Prix is coming up. Will you take a knee? 
Mm-hmm. And initially he said that he was thinking about it. And then it came round, and he came out to his driver intro, and he was, like, playing up to the crowd, looking a bit of a twat, as he normally mm. does. The anthem came, and he remained standing. Uh, what's my views on it? Yeah. Um, my honest view on it is, you shouldn't be black or white to take the knee. It should be, uh, regardless of your colour, you should take the knee, especially now during the that idiot's reign in America and you realise all the stuff that's going on. It doesn't boil... I don't think it boils down to race anymore. I think you think it should uh, boil down to, in my honest opinion, whether you're a piece of shit or whether you're just a normal human being. If you're a normal human being, you'll take the knee. Getting back to the original question, Lewis Hamilton. No, but f- firstly, I've, to kind of reinforce your point, Hertha Berlin, yep. my old stomping ground, mm. uh, a few weeks ago, their whole team took the knee. Yeah, I think it, I think I think it's great, and I would like it, I'd like to think that uh, you know, for instance, if England were playing a needless friendly against America, and it was, it was you know huge coverage behind it, and the national, I'd like to think the England team would take the knee. Yeah, I really would because I think it shows that you know in the, in the times that we're living at the moment that uh, normal human beings do exist, regardless of uh, you know what side of the pond you're born. However, my views on Hamilton is the guy's a massive sellout. Um, yes, he might have, to, you know, toyed with the idea of taking the knee, but let's be honest. He was advised would have speak to, spoken to him and said, "Lewis, do not take the knee. You know, it's not good for sponsors. It's not good for this. It's not good for that." The guy's just a sellout. He's a phony. He's a fake. Like, I don't understand. Like, there's so many times this guy's always bitching. The term bitching. I said it about Neymar earlier. Did you recently see a photograph of those two? Uh, I, I had nearly forgot this was a family show. I'm sorry. But no, did you realise... Right. Uh, have you seen the photo of yes, them two at uh, a fashion event? Yes, the president and vice right. president of Twats Club. They look like a right pair. See you next Tuesday. I'm sorry, but that is the truth. Um, but uh, these guys... And I think the way... Did you see an interview Hamilton gave about it as well, like on Sky, Sky Sports News over the weekend, what they were saying about the knee? And he kind of just almost gave it a little love tap, but really didn't go into it. Like he told the idea. Is that why um, Shirt Singer left him? Either that or the fact that she probably had to get the batteries out when he went to the toilet afterwards. <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave it up to you. Um, but I think, yeah, my honest opinion is. You're a fake. You're a phony. Like, don't. Yeah, I could go further, but obviously, being the first show, I don't want to get. Um... No, go in. We, Lewis just, Hamilton just... has featured on Wrongins, so. Okay. I mean... Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go into it because I almost feel. Well, I shouldn't really. I don't know. Like, I pride myself on being a normal human, a human being, and a good guy, and you know. But this piece of shit, I think he's really just selling out. He's wondering what the likes of Amiga are going to think, you know, and all those big things. Does he want to mess up his dream move of potentially going to Ferrari one day and stuff like that, being this outlandish spokesman and things like that? I think it would have been a great opportunity, especially um, for a sport that, you know, through no, through no fault of its own or anything like that, has a considerable lack of non-white drivers. I think it would have been a great opportunity not only to show his support to it, but the whole sport of Formula One as well. But that's just 
my honest opinion, it's very easy for me to say that. Yeah, I agree. Do you think it changed anything the fact that it was in Texas? Redneck country, Trump town. Uh, hey, going on there, Billy Bob? You ain't from around here. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I think it would probably come up with the fact that is his dad probably has something to do with it as well because he seems to be the advisor calling all the tunes quite like the you know any 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 dad that's got a son in sport the the Williams father he calls a lot of shots and then you've got that tall Lonzo Ball at the moment with his NBA son as well and um, guys if you get the, if you get chance to watch this tool that's all I can refer him to is type in Labour Ball on uh, YouTube sit back and watch this idiot he's like a member of the money team the, uh, the Mayweather team crossed with Piers Morgan the guy's just a gobshite he sounds uh, lovely we should get him on trust me you really don't <laughs> want him he's already come out okay this is the type of idiot he is you may not be uh, you know, you, obviously you know Michael Jordan's the greatest yeah okay it's unquestionable I've, I've, I've seen Space Jam okay yeah he's got all the powers okay and uh, his son's basically come on the scene and his dad's already pretty much bearing in mind he's played his son's played he got drafted this year to the Lakers which is kind of a big deal stop uh, talking about American things well you were asking me about Texas Billy Bob so I'm going to go on and uh, his dad's basically coming out and saying you know, like my son's better than Steph Curry my son's better than Magic Johnson my son's better than Michael Jordan Oh, don't the talk guy, to me about Steph Curry. That got me in a lot of trouble last time. Yeah, it did, it did, it did, it did. And uh, let's hope George has picked up the difference between Steph and Steve, because if he's fathering a child, we'll hope Steve. He uh, still owes me a curry for that, actually. Uh, oh, unpaid debts. George, if you're listening, you still owe me a curry, mate. So, yeah, where were we? Uh, Hamilton? Definite wrong Definite sellout. <laughs> You're listening to the Spoons Podcast. Right, um, I think it's time we address the elephant in the room. Go on. We do a section, you know, you do listen to this show. We do a section called It's the Hope That Kills You. Oh, I know exactly where you're going with this. And we can't hide from it. Everyone knows I'm an Ipswich fan. Everyone knows what happened yesterday in the East Anglian Derby. Um, we we were both there as well, and mm-hmm. um, so we're both com- we can both talk about this. Um, first of all, I do have to say that um, we've got a message from Jim, who's another listener. Uh, it's a question for me, and he says, uh, as a Norwich City fan, how do you feel? Well, he uh, asked you as a Norwich. No, he was asking. Yep, yeah, that's what he's asked me. Um. Not an Orange City fan, Jim. And the second word of my reply is off. And to be honest, I'm I'm still annoyed at by it. Um, we haven't beaten them since 2009. 2009. 2009. How wow. how, how long have you been with your missus? How long have you been with the boss? Well. Jesus Christ. Uh, seven years. Seven years. So, the last time... It took just saying, when, when I met the boss, you were one year in to the hope. Yeah. The last time Ipswich beat Norwich, the scum, you you weren't with 
the boss. Your lovely girlfriend. You weren't with the boss. Who you now have a house with. Mm. Eight years. It's going to be nine because we won't play him until next year. 2009. <laughs> Snapchat in 2009 was just two different words. Instagram. Snapchat. Instagram. That was a speedy drug delivery service. They've been to League One. They've been to the Premier League twice. I've lived in Kendal, Hull, Cambridge, Halle in Germany, Berlin, Wiltshire where I am now. Eight years. And then Mick McCarthy comes out afterwards and says, oh, I was pleased with the performance. You were pl- As soon as Norwich scored, our bitter arch rivals, who we fucking hate, we despise them. It's such a hatred between the two. And he says he's pleased with the performance. We stopped playing after yeah, definitely. after they scored. The life got sucked out of the ground, the team, the fans, everybody. That's one thing that I really picked up on. Um, you know, first half, I thought you guys were, if I'm being honest, you were the better side. You, probably, you had the better chances. Nudson's hit the post. Uh, if that header drops to anyone but McGoldrick, if it had dropped to a Waghorny or... Ghana. Um, Ghana. You know, even... I'd like to think, yeah, that's, that's a goal. That's a goal, okay? Um, I, th- I thought a lot of you... To me, the thing that stood out to me was Tom Adeyang. He was poor. Poor, he's playing against a club that he came through the youth system in, and let's not forget he turned them down to come to you guys. So it should have been a massive, I'm showing you what you missed out on, to start with. And then just the lack of fight in terms of... He got out... Ca- he- Got outshined. You mentioned. Sorry to interrupt you. You mentioned him in the in your wrap up. He got outshined by Tristan Nydam, who's seventeen oh, mate, years old. That's a player. That is. That, that is. A, he, he is a player, and I, I, he impressed. The thing that impressed me the most about him, and uh, it kind of reminded me back to when I went to Fabregas's debut against Wolves in the good old days at Highbury, and where I saw Fabregas within the first few minutes, absolutely catapulting. Now, we're talking about a 16-year-old, and there was a tackle uh, Nydon put in, and it, it was full-blooded, and I think it was against one of the, the more imposing... I think it was against... Uh, how can I forget that dude's name? Tribal. 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 Do the tribal stand. But, uh, yeah, and he absolutely levered him. And I was like... Even that got me on the edge of my seat. He was in, go on, lad. And what was it you called him? Youngin? Younger, <laughs> go on, younger, go yeah. on, younger. <laughs> I haven't addressed that with you, but because I was just pissed off walking out the yeah. ground. And uh, you know what it's like when you're a guest at these things. You don't want to say the name wrong or anything like that. But he is small and he looks young, so young and was fitting. And but you've cl- you've clearly thought about what to call him. Yeah, <laughs> you've you've done your due diligence. You've taken yeah. a look and gone. Well, he looks young. Yeah. Don't know his name. I've got what can I got? I've got son. I've got lad. But no, he warrants a bit more than that. He's playing quite well. Yeah. We'll go with youngin. Can't be a, can't be a and call him flower. So I'll go with younger. <laughs> and then so, and it was just like first half. I thought, and I remember saying to you like, oh, you're the better side here. Uh, and I really thought that Mick would have built on that at half time, as in not you know really sort of kept him going through the half time team top, build it up to him, and then. It was almost like they started, to a certain extent, yes, they did stop playing, but they didn't start the second half well, no. I don't think. They didn't start the second half well, and they really let Norwich back in the game. 
and especially with the comments that Luis Oliveira had made in the run up to the game I really thought that it was going to be your day yesterday I didn't think that they were there for the taking they were really there for the taking this is and the what, worst. It's the worst Norwich this, team we've played yeah, yeah. since I, I was, since probably I, 2009. It's still yeah. a good team, yeah. but they've had better teams since. Yeah. This um, is the first realistic chance where we've gone into it, and it's the most level it's been. No, definitely. And we even called it when the guy that scored. Uh, yeah, two or call three. Call him or Prick. Yeah, or okay, okay. Uh, pre- let's call him Precamp. And so. <laughs> We, we noticed that Precum had a couple of shots in the first half, and we thought, and I actually turned to it, mate, the way he's picking up, this guy just has something about him. He knew where what he was doing in and around sort of the 2018-yard you know, mark. And what, lo and behold, what happened in the second half, breakdown in play, was unmarked just outside the box, and unfortunately found the corner. And then after that, it was kind of almost like, they could they, they could have ended it like like in boxing yeah they where the ref will, will just end it yeah you know it had the safety life and ground. soul of a stripper going to an impotence party it really did the rest of the game um yeah I don't really have much more else to say on it mm. other than true or false Daniel Farker wholeheartedly true exactly do you yeah. know what he reminds him, me of Norwich it, Delia everyone can fuck off they, and then when they get to where they fucked off they can fuck off from there and then from there you get the drift yeah they can fuck off again they can keep that, fucking off until they come right back around to here when they get back to here they can fuck off once more that Farquhar whatever his name is do you know what he, he reminds me of go he's on he's a bit of a poor man's Brendan Rogers. the way he sits there in his own unique coat like it's all about him in a the way he like he tries to be this cosmopolitan manager and a bit like Pep Guardiola, the way he doesn't wear the club attire and stuff like that. Mick, club attire all day long. This fucker, or Farquhar, as his name is, just looked like a, almost like a bit of a second-rate porn star that had an inflated ego. You could see with them locks and stuff like that. He probably had porn on like live TV back in the day like painted ladies and topless darts he's the sort of fool that used to get presenting that to be fair he was around in Germany in the 80s so Christ knows it's not out of the question that's, that's good yeah <laughs> we might have another porno Paul situation <laughs> oh porno Paul right that, that's it for Ipswich Shah I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's yeah. still really annoying let's leave it there let's put a pin on it but let's stoke the fire on the other side you're an Arsenal fan if you haven't picked up by now However, I just like to. I think as a club and as supporters, we get a lot of bad press, okay? And we bring it on ourselves. Don't get me wrong, idiots on a certain fan channel that are dragging the names of the club through the mud. And just so our listeners don't turn off right away the second they think, here I'm an Arsenal fan. Let me tell you that. I'll let you tell the listeners what sort of Arsenal fan I am. Am I a decent one? Am I not a decent one? Am I unrealistic? Am I Venger in, Venger out? I'll let you give more of a background check than you've already given me, considering I was a third pick. Yep, correct. Um, You are, no, you're a very fair, very reasonable, very honest Arsenal fan. And I've I've come up with a bit of Arsenal word association, which I think is going to give you the chance to address (laughs) a few of the things you've already mentioned. So am I allowed to say more than one word when you ask me these things? Is it almost like an open floor? 
yeah, you can say whatever you like. If you want to say just one word and leave it, you can say one word and leave it. If you okay. want to go off on one... It's a family show. It's not. Mm, allegedly. I said fuck about ten times a few minutes They ago. all say it these days. Kids get into things younger. <laughs> so you ready for this word association? Yeah, let's roll. First one, Venger out. Venger, what, the whole thing behind it? Venger out. Um, Floor's yours. I think... There's a lot of arguments for it, uh, pro and cons, if I'm being honest. I think it's probably at a stage now where a change may not necessarily be a bad thing. I'd still like it to be done in the right way. But like any big change that's happened in recent years in the Premier League, in terms of managerial, has there really been a big change that's worked? Um, you know, Manchester Man U uh, went through numerous managers, millions of pounds in players in order to get it right. Um so maybe unless to me there's one candidate that we could get in tomorrow uh, be Ancelotti but unless it is as well like get your fingers back like I remember the days of going to watch George Graham play the likes of Ian Selly David Hillier playing for us Super Chris Kawonga you know the, the players like that like and now you're, you're getting to what and he's giving you like the best years that you've probably had enjoying football and watching football and you're going to turn around on the bloke when the game gets tough? I'm sorry, mate. Like, it, it, you need to remember like, where the club was before this dude came in. And when we were going through our great times, the Invincibles, we only had to beat Man U in order to win the league. Now you look at the great teams that are about and you think, in the theory, you're kind of saying it's five or six times as hard to win the league. That doesn't cover up for some of the fundamental errors that he's made along the way. We're not going to go through them because, like I say, it's only a 40-minute show. We'll be here all night. So, uh, in terms of Wenger out, I would say, unless the golden ticket or a stand-up candidate is available, let me see how it's two years. All right, let's crank it up a bit. That was too tame. Fourth place trophy. This is the Arsenal way. You shouldn't be supporting celebrating fourth place. In a way, it was kind of an example of him winning before his time because other managers have come out and said, oh, qualify." Getting, in the, getting into the Champions League now in the Premier League is like winning a trophy but obviously when Wenger said it the years before uh, other Muppets have got, got on board you know is this guy that's accepting failure um, but to me I love it down at Wembley uh, so I'll take it I'll, I'll take a trophy I'll take a trophy over a Champions League uh, qualification plus as well let's be honest we're nowhere near fucking winning it so what's the point <laughs> fair enough aeroplane banners if I had an RPG, I'd probably try and shoot it down. <laughs> Arsenal fan TV. Oh, mate, don't get me started on those pun lights. Like, there's so many of them I could go through. Like, you're telling me uh, that fat fella, Happy D, like Heavy D, whatever his name is, I've seen him appear on, do you know what I mean? I've seen him appear on more reality TV shows trying to get five minutes of fame. He was on School of Hard Knocks. Uh, it's a rugby-based programme based in Tottenham. And he's on that. Next thing you know, he's on Arsenal Fan TV. Next thing you know, he's the Boominator on Storage Hunters. I mean, how much of a dick does this guy want to be on TV? Like, you ain't getting a deal, mate. You ain't made for TV. If you want to be on TV, get in the gym. How about that? And then come back to us. Um, with regards to... The whole thing stinks to me. Like, yeah, I can appreciate the message they're trying to get over, but do they not realise, like, they're giving, like, these 
fucking Spurs fans and Chelsea fans and Man United fans ammo on us week after week after week when you've got that that tall blood this fam that whatever mate like okay cool right you crack on and as for that idiot DT I mean he has to be the most negative person out there like these guys aren't doing it because they feel that it's the right thing to say they are only doing it and surely anyone can see through it they're doing it for hits they're doing it for views they're doing it for sponsorship deals they've already got their sponsor called Fresh Ego Kid telling me they're doing this for the club no they're not they're doing it for themselves I feel like the heat's it's bubbling under now. Give me something. Come on. Give me something. Stan Cronker. Well, mate, uh, this guy is the Hiroshima to our football club. Like, he he's killing us. And this this motherfucker, he needs to go. Like when he's when when he's coming out and making statements, you don't take over football clubs to to I didn't take over Arsenal to win trophies and took over to make a profit. That to me, it, it's fucking alarming, mate. Like it really is. Like it's piece of shit with his must, with his bicycle handle mustache. He really does look like almost like a seventies, like gay icon. Like you can almost imagine him. We're getting wheeled out at half time with a hard hat and a high vis. Uh, like pretty much like give me your money on the back, and if he gets enough, he'll bend over and get the prom- competition winner to. Uh, well, we're we getting a bit too Harvey Weinstein there, but. Um, <laughs> No, no, definitely. I, I, I fucking hate the bloke. I want him out. Uh, and, yeah, he's everything that's wrong with in terms of foreign foreign ownership and modern ownership in football. Okay. Fam, blood, fam. Shit bollocks. Does that answer the question for you? Okay, fine. Should I press the red button and go nuclear? Go on. Piers Morgan. You know how much I hate this dude. I may have gone to... Uh, right. It's going to be another feature that's going to come bite me on the arse now. You've gone there. Okay? I, pr- I said to you I wasn't going to mention it. Now I'm coming back with both barrels in the in the arse pube section. But no, Piers Morgan. <laughs> Let me put it to you like this, okay? Right. Uh, during, during the times when we had the, the great Henri, like, uh, and Piers Morgan wasn't quite at the tapping up of dead children's parents' phones and stuff like that. He hadn't quite gone that scumbag, okay? Still trying to make a name for himself, possibly. And so he wrote, he wrote an article on Henri uh, in a nightclub, uh, basically saying I'd exposed him for boozing until three o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and this is this is true, and I've uh, heard it on numerous channels. Piers Morgan once got a phone call, and... Uh, but his lordship said, "Is that Morgan?" This egotistical prick probably thought, "Who's who's daring phoning me and saying it?" He goes, "It's Thierry." At which point, I would have had to have slowed myself down before. Uh, I, and, and Thierry basically phoned him up and said, uh, "You know, yes, I was in a nightclub. What? Why are you writing these stories about me?" And he goes, "Well, Thierry, I've got you photographed. You're saying you're there." He goes, "I don't drink, Piers. Right? Just because I'm in a nightclub doesn't mean I'm drinking." And my, my problem with that is, if you're an Arsenal fan, okay, why are you going to write about one of the greatest players to ever play for the Arsenal that demonstrates he really does understand and almost takes the words that Bob Wilson and David Rocholes have said in the past, remember what you are, who you are, and what you represent. He, he really did used to go through that with us. And for Morgan to turn around and start 
right, almost lying to further his own career. Then started alarm bells ringing, but now he's just he's just a smarmy public like he almost comes across like an ex public school boy that likes a bit of butt tuckery after school. Will be willing to say anything he can to try and further himself. Uh, he's just a horrible, horrible human being. I, I fucking hate him. Like, I really do. But like, I would almost forgive Robin Van Persie for everything he did if he pissed through Dave Piers Morgan's letterbox. <laughs> And, like, and if he went, he turned out a number three on his doorstep. I mean, I'd be sending Robert Van Persie Christmas cards if he could just leave a little snail trail for Morgan to slip over on the doorstep in the morning. But I fucking hate the bloke. Like any human being must hate this guy. Look how he is. He's he's just a typical chauvinistic, like fucking awful. Like, and they've got him on Good Morning Britain, dudes. This is a guy that tapped dead children's parents' phones. I'll leave that with you. That is the type of human being this motherfucker is. Told you I was going to go nuclear. You're right. right. I've got the red mix. I've got the red mix. I could go on. If you want to see nuclear, if you want to press some more buttons, cubes, you know which ones to tap, okay? I'll give it to you like this. You've got free reign Friday afternoon playtime. You can press the button. I think you I can, think we've we've gone on long enough. For, you've got the on. launch code. Yeah, right. You've you've referred to me a few times during this pod as pubes. That is your nickname for me. Yeah. Do let you, me just put it out there. Okay? Yes. I've never seen them, but I'm coming to the <laughs> under, I, I'm coming to the assumption it's a lot more original than calling you ginge, ginger, ginger pubes to just refer to you as pubes. That. That's pretty much the evolution of the nickname. Uh-huh. Um, so, you, do you and the listeners remember when Soccer AM was good? I'm talking Love, Joy and Hell's Bells. Oh. And people had it appeared on it for the fifth time. So exactly. you're getting new guests. You're getting the great Noel on there once or twice. I think he's even turned his back on it now. Do you remember the feature with Tubes? Indeed. Where he adds one question and one question only. Because we're not a very original podcast and we like to just rip off other people's stuff, we've got a new feature where Reg is on the pod with us. So, roll the jingle. Okay, so I'm going to hand over to you. You know the drill. Ah, that's another Soccer AM feature. Um... You got one question and one question only, and I'm hoping that you are going to do a rap before the question. Chickity check yourself before you wreck yourself. How about that? Okay, fine. Right. So we, we, that it better improve as the weeks go on. The pre-rap. Bearing in mind, Twitter has a limited number of characteristics or characters you can use. Mm. How would you respond to Norwich City legend? Grant Holt's tweet following yesterday's old farm. Old farm, sorry. Mr. Holt wrote, "Well, another year, another win for at Norwich City. Starting to get a bit boring now. Would you be able to respond to that within a tweet, or would you go full hog, screenshot the notes, and go really in on it? Over to you." Um. Let me just read it for you one last time, okay? Well, another year, another win for Norwich City FC. Starting to get a bit boring now. 
Okay, I'd say it is nine nine years. Like, yeah. It has to be some tweet. Like it has to be up there with some. All I right. reckon you go screenshot. I reckon you go screenshot. It'd be my reply would be. <laughs> Let's not forget at Grant Holt or at whatever his name is on Twitter. That uses characters. So if you want to. No, it doesn't anymore. Full... It doesn't anymore. It doesn't anymore. It doesn't anymore. Oh, whoa, whoa. So we're fine. I'd say, fuck off, dipshit. You didn't beat us last season. Are those cupcakes getting boring now, you fat? How many characters is that? I don't know. But oh, you've got loads to go. You've got loads to go. Keep going. Keep no, going. You've upgraded ITF. Twitter. Hashtag ITFC. That's it. Perfect. Do you know also another another fact on Mr. Holt for you? Hmm. Do you know he's now applying his trade for Kings Lynn FC? So no doubt living in a trailer park, considering that's what half of Kings Lynn is like. Does, Grant Holt does look a bit like a jippo as well. Oh, he looks very jippo, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks like his mum's his sister, his father, his brother, and Artie's conceived them all. So, yes, he does. Yeah, definitely. Um, right, we've been waffling on for a long time. Bumper first pod back. Now, normally at this point we plug the, the social media and that, but I can't be bothered to do it. Look, you've had a good first debut, it's been solid, but... You know, we'll park you for this time. I've got Perfect Man in mind to, to promote where people can find us on social media. Over to you, Voice of the Balls and Strictly, which is on at the minute, Alan Dedico. You can follow us on Twitter, at Spoons Podcast, or Instagram, Spoons Podcast. You can hear the Spoons Podcast on iTunes, Acast, and SoundCloud. To play us out now, in honour yeah. of you, Reg, we've got yeah. The Who with Substitute. Yeah. So, I will be back next week. George won't. Will you, Reg? You've got me now. I've, put, I've paid my membership. That's paid me membership, you booger. Of course I'm for that. You're in. See you next week. Thanks for listening. See you later. Boo.